A cybersecurity firm has found a vulnerability in old crypto wallets that puts $2.1 billion of crypto at risk. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Baggs. Steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, make sure you click that follow button. Grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Okay, let's start with a quick rundown of what we're covering today. Disney is set to launch an NFT platform with Dapper Labs. Crypto.com has been granted a Dubai crypto license. Goldman Sachs led an enormous funding round for Finality. A cybersecurity team claims $2.1 billion of crypto in old wallets is at risk. And a Ripple ETF hoax caused a brief spike in price. But will it affect the SEC's ETF approvals going forward? Okay, so we have to start with Disney here. Disney is one of the most recognizable brands on the planet, and their formation of a metaverse division was flagship news for those wanting to prove the legitimacy of Web3. Unfortunately, in March of this year, that 50-person strong division was torched as part of a plan to cut Disney's operating expenses by $5.5 billion and lay off 7,000 staff. Well, don't count Disney out of Web3 quite yet, as they are back with a vengeance. Zsun wrote yesterday that Disney is to launch its own NFT platform in collaboration with Dapper Labs. Yesterday, Dapper Labs and Disney announced the collaborative platform Disney Pinnacle that will allow fans to acquire digital collectibles from the likes of Pixar, Star Wars, and I suspect many other of their enormous IPs. Disney Pinnacle will be launching later this year on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and on the web. It is built on the Layer 1 blockchain Flow, which Dapper Labs also created. Flow is just the master of partnering with big names. Disney will be joining the likes of the NBA, NFL, UFC, Ticketmaster, Mattel, and so on. This feels like major news in the NFT world, so I spoke to Zsun about the story to get his thoughts. Yeah, so I think we're witnessing the next stage of the NFT evolution where NFTs uh, go from these basic JPEG images minted on a blockchain to these vibrant Web3 communities uh, where NFT holders can have, for example, exclusive perks. And these communities themselves are sustained by Web2 companies or projects that are looking to market their own brand. So uh, it's a very interesting time to be invested in NFTs. This really highlights how large a role NFTs, or digital collectibles if you want to dodge the vitriol, are going to play. Even in a crypto winter, with the NFT bubble long since popped and suds everywhere, the biggest and most powerful brands on earth are continuing to harness the technology. Okay, next up, let's take a look at Crypto.com being granted a Dubai crypto license. The US has proven a difficult place to build a crypto business, which many countries around the world saw as an opportunity. The Middle East in general has looked to welcome crypto organizations, with Saudi Arabia in particular making a lot of moves with Web3 gaming investments. The United Arab Emirates has not shied away from this opportunity either. In fact, Dubai has become something of a crypto hub in the past few years, attracting some big players in the space and hosting large crypto and Web3 events. Now the crypto exchange, Crypto.com, has had its Dubai entity granted a virtual assets service provider license by city regulators, pending operational approval. In the press release, Crypto.com said that once approved, its local business, with the catchy name of CRO DAX Middle East FZE, can offer retail and institutional investors exchange, broker-dealer and lending and borrowing services. 
CEO Chris Marzalek said that Crypto.com looks forward to working with regulators to contribute to Dubai's crypto industry and said the city is a leading market when designing effective regulation. Although there is some slow progress in making the US less difficult to build crypto businesses in, the paths of least resistance mostly reside in other countries at present and the UAE is definitely one to watch. Binance Dubai's general manager Alex Chehad said that unlike the US, Dubai and the United Arab Emirates have provided a clear regulatory framework for crypto firms to follow. This is really the heart of the matter, isn't it? And this is where countries like the US and the UK have been severely lacking. Nobody wants to build businesses on unstable foundations. Okay, now let's look at Finality, the blockchain-based wholesale payments firm that has now raised $158 million since 2019. Helen Parts reported yesterday that Goldman Sachs had led a $95 million raise for Finality, and it had a smorgasbord of big names throwing their money at this funding round. These include Barclays, Banco Santander, ING, Lloyds Banking Group, Nasdaq Ventures, UBS, and so on. The funds raised this time around will be used to set up a round-the-clock global liquidity management network for new digital payment models in wholesale financial markets and emerging tokenized asset markets. Yeah, I'm not sure I understood most of that either. What Finality is building can be used in a number of ways, but to me, the best description of its importance came from the Goldman Sachs head of digital assets, Matthew McDermott. He said that the use cases include instantaneous, cross-border, cross-currency payments, collateral mobility, and security transactions. This is why there's such a fuss about finality. They're utilizing blockchain to remove friction from wholesale payments and transactions. One way they're doing this is through building digital versions of major currencies. This approach is sometimes called tokenized cash, and it could genuinely revolutionize international payments, which, let's be honest, can be a mess. Okay, the next story is for the crypto old guard. If you got into crypto between 2011 and 2015, firstly, congratulations, the chances are you saw some gains people can only dream of. Few things have ever been rewarded more handsomely than getting into crypto early. However, getting in early comes with its own difficulties, including a lack of infrastructure. Now, a storm might be thundering towards those early adopters. Randstorm, to be precise. Ezra Regera reported yesterday that the cybersecurity company Unciphered has released information on a serious security vulnerability that affects crypto wallets that were generated using web browsers between 2011 and 2015. They have estimated that $2.1 billion of crypto is at risk. The team at Unciphered were working on a project to retrieve some lost Bitcoin in a wallet created during these dates. And while they were presumably successful in that, they uncovered an issue with wallets generated by Bitcoin JS. But this doesn't only affect Bitcoin either. The company highlighted Dogecoin, Litecoin and Zcash too. The advice here is straightforward. And if you fall into that 2011 to 2015 category, or you know anyone who might, heed their advice. They wrote, if you are an individual who has generated a self-custody wallet using a web browser before 2016, you should consider moving your funds to a more recently created wallet generated by trusted software. And finally, we have yesterday's Ripple chaos. BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF filing is every other thought for many crypto folk, particularly as we near the SEC's first deadline for a decision. However, some good old-fashioned fake news caused a brief spike in Ripple's price, and some worry it puts the Bitcoin ETF filing in jeopardy. Yesterday, Braden Lindrea covered the hoax XRP ETF filing that brought about a brief but not small spike in price. 
The fake filing was created by someone posing as BlackRock's managing director, Daniel Schweiger, and after XRP pumped 12.3% in just 30 minutes, it was confirmed as a hoax and the price tumbled back down again. The bigger question here is if it will affect BlackRock's very real ETF application. So why could this be the case? Well, the SEC has previously criticised Bitcoin for being a market that can be manipulated. There's no doubt that this sort of hoax and market reaction adds credence to that. Bloomberg's ETF analyst Eric Balkanas told Cointelegraph, there's no doubt it is a bad look that arguably validates the fraud and manipulation that SEC used as grounds for past denial. However, he also said that he doubts any of this will impact the situation with spot Bitcoin ETFs. A partner at the law firm Piper Alderman and chair of Blockchain Australia, Michael Burkina, echoed the sentiment stating, it's unlikely an isolated rumour such as this would provide a legal basis for delaying ETF applications already being considered, particularly where they are already subject to deadlines. As much as that seems like the logical reaction, the SEC has rejected spot Bitcoin ETF filings in the past over acts of market manipulation, and this sort of thing is certainly not a positive. The fake XRP filing has been referred to the Delaware Department of Justice, so as Balkanas puts it, someone out there is crapping their pants as we speak. And rightly so. Okay, that's it for today. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.